Welcome back to Series 4 of the Conformance Cast with Dr. Susan Audino. Dr. Audino will be teaching a class entitled ISO IEC 17025-2017 for Cannabis Testing Laboratories on October 12th to the 13th. To learn more and to register for this or any of our classes, visit a2lawpt.org slash events. Welcome back to the Conformance Cast. I'm Evan Hodges again, and I'm back with Dr. Susan Audino. Um, so last time we talked a lot about how labs are dealing with these new cannabis products and uh, with the whole demand for cannabis products and this weird novelty space that it occupies in the public consciousness. And that means, of course, that there's a lot of new cannabis testing labs cropping up all over the place in the last few years. There's a lot of people with a startup mindset coming into this industry. So what do you find is something that cannabis labs tend to struggle with as they're getting off the ground and trying to enter this industry? Well, there are two camps. There's the mm -hmm. camp of people who've never been a scientist, who are not scientists and have never worked in a laboratory. Um, who are starting up laboratories, cannabis testing mm -hmm. laboratories. The other camp are those scientists who say, hey, this is kind of cool. I want to start a laboratory for cannabis. Um, so in the, in the latter case, my hat goes off to them because they're embarking on a very complex material. And the chemistry in particular is very, is very interesting. And my advice to them is just pile up the Maalox. Um, and, and get ready for some indigestion because that's what you're likely going to find, um, both in the uh, science and in the um, and in the customer base and meeting customer demand. So, a lot of very very fine, well-known scientists who are in this space are understandably frustrated because they're scientists, right? They want to see this mm -hmm. thing shine empirically, um, but they're being somewhat thrown aback by the customer demand where you either give me the answer that I want or I'm going to go someplace else. But, but yeah, the science some, Somewhere says, that will, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. But the science says, and so there's this frustration. So my, I, my hat goes off to them and they're my colleagues and I support them wholeheartedly. Um, and we work together, right? They work together. We, we all work together and we collaborate. Hey, I had ran into this problem. How would you approach it? Or I have a client who's got this problem. Can you help them out? Um, the other camp, however, the former camp here, those who have never been a scientist, worked in a laboratory, and, and in many cases never owned a business, who are starting out their careers as business owners of a cannabis testing laboratory, that situation is a little bit different. The biggest challenge with them is the fact that their perception that cannabis testing is really easy. We get the sample, we mush it up, put it in a piece of equipment, press a button, and boom, we get our answer. It's not as simple as that. And I know that it sounds like I'm making fun of that, but I'm really not. I, as a consultant, have been approached on many occasions with the opportunity to work for a lot of money, um, where I just advise what kind of instruments to buy, program it, and then walk away. And I refuse to do that. 
I can't tell you the number of times when I ask the uh, up-and-coming lab owner, well, do you have a scientist? Do you have a chemist? No. Are you going to hire a chemist? <laughs> no. Okay, well, then I'm not helping you. Well, why not? Well, because even if we set up an instrument, and yeah, I'm capable of, I mean, I've built a mass spec in my life, right? I've built mass specs. I've built all sorts of equipments, um, equipment and instruments. So I'm capable of doing this, but I refuse to do that because I'm going to walk away and there will be a problem with your data, with your instrument. You will need somebody who can interpret that. You cannot rely on a library to say this peak means this or that number means X. Um, you have to be able to understand it. And, you know, I had this one guy who said, but I'm an engineer and you don't understand just how smart <laughs> I am. And I say, well, you know, I, I, I'm sure you're very bright. He says, well, I can do anything that any PhD can do. And, well, um. that pretty much solidified my lack of relationship with him. Um, and it's not that easy. It's not easy. And you have to spend the time, and it is expensive, resources, money, people. Um, you have to spend the time developing and validating your methods at the front end. Otherwise, you will do it eventually, but you'll have to do it at the back end, and it'll be more costly, and your business may not survive that when it happens at the back end. But it will happen. And, you know, the other is hiring inexperienced people who want to be in the cannabis industry, and then they're in way over their heads. Um, be careful of consultants you hire. Um, you know, in any other industry, it is rare to find a consultant under the ripe old age of about 50, because mm. you need those decades of experience of falling down, picking yourself up, and getting problems that you have to solve. And in the cannabis industry, we're getting consultants, uh, you know, who two and three years out of college, college, uh, bachelor's degrees. And this isn't helping the industry. This is not helping the laboratory. Um, it's exciting. It's, it's really thrilling to be called a chief scientific officer when you're 30 years old of a, of a booming business in a hot topic like cannabis. But when those samples come through and you can't explain the failures, your business is going to plummet. You're going to go out of business. And we've seen cases where dry labbing or generating false test results without testing the product is happening. It's alive and well, and those laboratories are closing up. And uh, they're finally getting busted, and they should. And so this is the result of hiring folks who are not quite as qualified as they might otherwise be in a, in a different um, commodity. So if I'm, uh, I'm looking to open a cannabis lab, hypothetically, first piece of advice I'm gathering would be um, like hire a chemist. Uh, second, third, fourth pieces of advice, brand new to the industry. Second, third, fourth pieces of advice, hire a chemist, hire a smart chemist, hire an experienced <laughs> chemist. Uh, um, and take time, take the time on the front end to build an, a, an appropriate technical program, technical method, collaborate. There is, there in, in third-party testing world, proprietary information serves nobody. Mm -hmm. um, so collaborate, learn from others who have gone before you. 
and talk to scientists who are currently doing it because every scientist in the cannabis space has run into problems. Nobody knows it all. Nobody is an expert in everything. So we have to learn from one another. We have to collaborate with one another. So those would be my, ex those would be my pieces of advice with one other, which is the customer is not always right. And sometimes you have to make a really, really, really hard decision between what you believe to be customer service and scientific integrity. Uh, so new scenario, I already have a cannabis testing lab. It's going okay. What might I need to know that I don't know already? What's a scenario that I haven't encountered yet that you know is coming around the bend? Ah, more specifications that don't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, learn, learn math, learn statistics a little bit better. I, I hear statistics being thrown around a lot and um, the understanding behind it is really not there. So we need to understand statistics a little bit better. Um, we need to understand the analytical methodology a little bit better. We need to kind of ready ourselves for um, one body that may govern and oversee the cannabis industry, much like the USDA does for the hemp industry. Um, again, they're not going to have all of the answers to make a lab perfect, but we have to kind of prepare ourselves for that. And then we also have to understand that right now, and has always been the case, that even though a laboratory is 17025 accredited, it means there are two things that it does not mean. One, it does not mean the laboratory is using the best science. And number two, it does not guarantee a laboratory will not lie, cheat, or otherwise um, compromise their, the quality of their lab. So we need to keep those two things in mind. And I think those two elements, the cheating and the dry labbing and the um, uh, understanding science, are going to become much more in the, in the spotlight as we go forward. And I think that that will begin to separate bad players from the good players. All comes back to science. Yeah. I, I mean, I would agree. I think even as a, even as a non-scientist, I am fascinated by and obsessed with science and empirical data and how we can apply it to real life. So uh, un unsurprising advice from my perspective. Yeah, well, you know, we use data all the time. We are a data-driven society. Everything that we do in life, every decision we make is about data and risk management of data. You know, it's like uh, when you're driving your car and you see a, a yellow light, your, your brain is doing an analysis. Well, now, can I make it before it turns red? Or what happens if I get stopped for speeding? Or what if it turns red and I get a ticket? How much will that be? Can I afford that kind of a ticket? So we're processing data every minute of every single day. We're not buying a bag of potato chips unless we know how much it is, how much are we getting for that. We have seen this all the time in the grocery store at the gas station. You know, gas is three bucks a gallon here in, D in uh, Delaware. And, you know, like, where do I really need to go? And what kind of gas mileage do I get on my car? We're processing data all of the time. And let's just be aware of that. Cannabis is no different. 
laboratory is no different. Science is no different. So, you know, just science is all around us. All right. Now we're we're going to get into the the really free advice section here. Uh, <laughs> uh, so you teach uh, classes for A2LA workplace training, uh, specifically on uh, cannabis, well, specifically for people working in cannabis labs and specifically related to uh, 17025. Uh, what are some questions that you get most often? Um. Well, let me, before I answer that question, I, I want to just make sure everybody is aware that 17025 is 17025, doesn't matter what kind of testing lab you have. You know, ISO has more than 20,000 standards out there in the universe. Um, 17025 applies to cannabis labs, to textile labs, to food labs, um, and all kinds of facilities are accredited. You know, the U.S. USDA, the Department of Defense, the FDA. Um, so, you know, it, it's applicable to many, 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 many different industries. So one of the questions I often get is, well, ISO 17025 was created for the cannabis industry, right? No, definitely not. Mm. So that's number one. And some of the other questions that, that I often get are around method validation and measurement uncertainty. And every time I get to those subjects, I have a nice big bottle of Rolaids sitting on my desk because I know <laughs> I'm going to have to distribute those. <laughs> um, so those are usually big questions. And then others are, well, what about specifications and requirements? How do we meet those requirements? And why are we having such a difficult time? And do we have to share our overall risks with our customers. Why do I have to get my customers permission to tell, the, to tell the world that I do their testing for them? Why do I have to have a contract with my customer before I do work on their sample? Because, you know, in my opinion, contracts get in the way of business. So why would I want to do that? You know, we we're just want to do it on a handshake. Um, so those are big questions. Those are probably the biggest areas. And then staff training and competency. You know, no laboratory should operate without competent people. Remember that accreditation is about the attestation by an external third party that a laboratory is competent to perform the technical skill set or the technical operations that they are purporting. So technical competence is a huge, huge, huge issue. And I get a lot of questions around that. We, I usually spend most of my time on competence, method development and validation, measurement uncertainty. Those would be the biggest hot topics. And lately I've been bringing up impartiality because of the fuzziness of our industry where impartiality and confidentiality are becoming very blurred in, by, the cat, by the labs. Um, all right, that's all the questions I have, but I'm very interested to know if there's any topics that you think I didn't touch on that you think are important to bring up. What do I think? Topics I think are important to bring up. Man, you guys got to get involved in this. Science is cool. Got to understand the science. Chemistry. It's all about chemistry. Chemistry rocks. Um, the cannabis industry is really no different than any other commodity. It's just the the economic value of it is so much higher than most other industries. 
It's a hot new topic. It is progressing just like every other, every other industry has in the past that has gone before it. It's just a little bit more in the spotlight and it seems that it's not moving fast enough or good enough or well enough or perfect enough just yet. And we have to constantly refine those wheels. We have to collaborate. We have to stop blaming and the industry will continue to move forward. We're already in a different place analytically than we were two years ago. So we're seeing the improvement. We're seeing standard test methods come out, but we can't take shortcuts and expect that there will be no negative consequences because there will, there's always a price to pay. So let's do the work. Let's take the time, do the work on the front end and let's do it well. We have to develop a scientific base that makes sense, is applicable and defensible. We have to be able to, be able to defend it. That's my advice. And, you know, go study it. It's really cool stuff. We need a, a new version of Bill Nye the Science Guy, but just to convince people who are, you know, convince adults specifically that they need to learn science. <laughs> science is cool. It is cool. So I'll share a little story with you. I was dating this guy once and he says, you know, I said, chemistry always works. I love chemistry because it always works. And he said, well, it doesn't always work. And I said, well, give me an example of where it doesn't work. He says, well, you get a match and the matches get wet and then you go to light it and you can't get a fire. So see, it, chemistry doesn't work. And I said, that's just more chemistry. I, un I don't understand what you're saying because you just explained chemistry really, really well. Oh, no, no, no. Anyway, so that's just one little funny example that I always kind of come back to where, yes, you are absolutely right, Evan. That was chemistry, a whole other chemistry experiment. Just because it's not what you wanted doesn't mean it wasn't chemistry and it didn't work. Um. Where can people find you if they would uh, if they would love to have more of your your excellent advice, Susan? Well, thank you, Evan. You can find me at susan.audino at gmail.com. Um, you can also find me on LinkedIn. I have apparently many, many friends on LinkedIn. <laughs> and uh, always a pleasure to make new acquaintances. And I'm hoping that our opportunity to meet in person will will happen sooner rather than later. I kind of miss traveling. Um, I miss I miss being around my people. This is yeah, me too. Yeah, I we're we're recording this a little bit ahead of when it will be, be released. So it's very possible that by the time this is released, it'll it'll be possible to travel again. I'm, I've got my fingers crossed. We've got you know a few weeks before people are hearing this. So here's hoping. Um, uh, what classes do you teach for A2LA workplace training also? Talk about that. Um, I have taught ISO 17025 for um, cannabis labs, for food labs. Um, so I include in that the uh, AOAC checklist, the Americans for Safe Access checklist, special ex um, checklist. Um, I teach, what else do I teach? I think I've taught measurement uncertainty there. I have taught internal auditing. I have taught management systems. Um, I've taught so many classes, I don't remember what they all are. I have a couple of other classes around the corner coming up um, for AOAC and, and uh, other places. So I also teach independently as a consultant. So I will mentor people through things like internal auditing. 
where my goal is not to be the person who does your internal audit, for example, but I want you to be able to do it by yourself. So I'm going to teach you how to do that. Um, so independently, but do a really good job. And that's how I approach all my classes at A2L at uh, workplace training. My goal for teaching at workplace training is to help people feel confident and build their confidence and build their strengths to learn the standard, to learn the materials that they need to make their labs better. So workplace training provides that forum and that venue and the resources. And I am just so delighted to be part of that. Well, we are delighted to have you uh, to share your incredible wealth of knowledge with us. And again, I'm so glad that you were able to, to be on the podcast. This has been really fun and interesting. Thank you very much for the invitation, Evan. If you found Dr. Audino's episodes insightful, consider enrolling in her class for Cannabis Testing Labs on October 12th to the 13th. Go to a2lawpt.org slash events for more information. Thanks for listening to the Conformance Cast. You can subscribe through your podcatcher of choice to get new episodes as they release, and consider leaving a review if your podcatcher has a review feature. Would you like to become a sponsor of the Conformance Cast and help us to continue making educational content? Visit a2lawpt.org slash podcast for details.